Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show on this Thursday Eve edition. Thursday arrived and on schedule, President Trump went to the border as he said that he would. We're going to talk about that tonight and I'm curious, did you get a chance to see it? Because if you did, you had to watch it online because the mainstream media didn't play it. But a whole lot of people got to see him anyway. And I'm curious if you did watch it, were you disappointed that President Trump did not declare a national emergency today when he went to the border, which many people expected him to do? I've got some opinions on that, but I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. What are your thoughts on that or any of the other topics of the day? Got an interesting show for you guys because I've got I'm gonna go all around the world tonight. Got a whole lot of things to talk about. I'm even gonna go all the way to uh, Nazareth because I've got an interesting uh, subject coming up a little later in the show. Can Jesus himself and who he said that he was, can he be proven in a court of law? Interesting. Interesting topic and very important because it actually ties into other topics of tonight. Again, 888-344-1170. And of course, here to take your calls and to make sure that I stay on track and get it all done tonight. It's the man, the orange-fingered legend himself. And I ain't talking about Trump. I'm talking about the man who's more of a legend than Trump. It's DJ Carrotstick. I love San Diego. I have so many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrotsticks. Happy Friday, Junior. Yeah, it is Friday, Junior. And tomorrow's a big Friday for me. I'll have a little announcement later to tell you why tomorrow's a big day for me. Um, all right, my friend. Okay, so Trump goes to, I started to ask DJ Carrot Sticks, but I want to hear from you guys. I already know what he thinks about President Trump going to the border today. Uh, Some people thought when he announced he was going to go to the border, they thought that he was going to come to San Diego. So um, I I, I like his choice of going to Texas. And one of the reasons why I liked his choice of going to Texas, because when he went to Texas, he had people around him like a dude with a big old hat who was a rancher sitting there, who had some good wisdom there. He also had... Ted Cruz, who was there, this was a man, I thought that was a very interesting optic to see Ted Cruz sitting there and talking about how President Trump is somebody who's fierce, who's tough, who, who is committed, who's, who's not afraid of anybody, not afraid to stand up to anybody. I'm paraphrasing here what Ted Cruz said, but basically to see them together and to hear Ted Cruz talk about how fearless President Trump is and how he's committed to fulfilling this, this agenda item, I thought was incredibly important. To hear the Texas Attorney General talk about the hundreds of thousands of crimes that he just, since he's become attorney general that he's prosecuted, the hundreds of murders that have been committed by the illegals coming here, all the different testimonies from, and of course not from Texas, but down in Texas today for this uh, border meeting and press conference was uh, law enforcement officer Ranil Singh, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but the legal immigrant police officer here in California who was gunned down on Christmas Day. We heard uh, his brother speak today and talk about how Officer Singh's five-month-old baby is never going to get to know his father. But then we also heard from another angel mom whose son was murdered. So to hear those testimonies today, to hear the angel families, uh, to hear from the Border Patrol down there who said that they have never had such access to the Department of Homeland Security and officials in Washington, D.C., who not only have they never had this kind of access, not only have they never had a president this committed to caring about the border and to providing border security, that was absolutely critical. It's no wonder the mainstream media refused to cover this today because the left has absolutely no answer to any of this. 
Except Nancy Pelosi tried to come up with an answer. You know, did, did you guys hear? Because this did get some mainstream media play. Shocking that the mainstream media is so stupid that they would play this. But Nancy Pelosi's answer today to angel families who had been murdered, she said that just because illegals were killing Americans, it didn't justify apprehending families coming across the border. Yeah, if you put it to none, it won't. The killing of Americans by illegals does not justify border security, is what she said today. That's astonishing to me that we've got the Speaker of the House of the United States who flat out basically what what they have done. I've been saying for a long time that that liberalism is about the unequal quality, unequal treatment, the discrimination against some people under the false guise of equality. Yeah. Listen to what she's saying. She's putting the feelings, the desires, the wants of criminals. I don't care. If you're five years old, 50 years old, or 500 years old, you coming across this country, into this country, without following the legal process for it, you're a criminal. She's putting criminal non-citizens as, the, as her priority over American citizens, and she's flat out admitting that she does it, that it's more important to her to bring these illegals, these criminals into this country at the expense of American lives. And yet she wants to say that President Trump is immoral. They cannot argue the facts on this. That's why they've got to have the mainstream media not showing press conferences, not showing the angel families. They don't care about you cannot you cannot convince any American right now that the left cares about American lives because they just flat out don't. Even President Obama's former head of the Border Patrol said that we need a wall. You can't argue with the fact that the head of the Border Patrol in Texas said today, he gave stats, he gave specific examples in one area of El Paso, which is across from Juarez. He said when they got a wall up, it dropped the number of illegals coming in by 80%. Of course. Every time there's a shooting in this country, the left immediately, while bodies are bleeding out, their mantra is if we can just save one life, why wouldn't we give up guns? They immediately go to gun control. If we, but when it comes to saving American lives, they don't care. I saw Lynn Patton, who has been a, a friend of the Trump family for years. Right before I went live, I saw a picture she, fo- she posted on Instagram of a young woman who uh, graduated at the top of her class with an over a 4.0 uh, GPA. I'm not sure from where. And minutes later, she was killed by an illegal. This is, this is so much bigger than even Kate Steinle. This is even bigger than Singh. But even if you're part of the Democrats and you literally don't care because the Americans, the angel families that have been killed are no different than the Americans who were killed in Benghazi, just bumps in the road. Maybe you'll care if you realize that economically it's destroying us. Absolutely destroying us. You look at Venezuela. You look at what's going on down there. You look around the world. Don Jans was talking last night on the show about the ultimate game plan here in terms of open borders and bringing people here. And it's not even 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 more than the economic situation we've got here. We're bringing people here. There's 800,000 people right now waiting for asylum cases. 800,000. That old number of 11 million illegals that we've been hearing for 20 years, no, it's got to be upwards of 60 million illegals at this point. Because I've been hearing, we've been hearing that 11 million number for, for decades now. We've had how many flooding 
in since then, on top of the fact that we've got their family members joining, we've got this family reunification issue. But we've also got part of the reason why this is so critical to the left's agenda now, the open borders, is that it's destroying our culture. We don't have assimilation going on. We don't have the American culture anymore. There was a time in which in this country, if we had somebody come into this country, even legally, they weren't allowed to vote for many years because you cannot appreciate the American culture. You cannot appreciate the system that we have of limited government, free markets, individual responsibility, that you're only, you're only guaranteed opportunity in this country, not entitlements. You can't appreciate that. There's no other country like America. So how can you come here from some in, dictatorship, gang-infested country and come here and understand our system well enough to vote? Uh, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but before I do, I'm going to do something I don't usually do. I'm going to go to the phones because this is such an important topic. And Nick is is waiting to chime in on the border. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Thanks um, for calling in. I've actually got a little bit of a head cold right now, so I'm, thank you for sparing my voice right now. Where are you calling in from, Nick? Calling in from San Diego. Oh, awesome. Um, and I caught a little bit of... Trump meeting with the border security today. And I, I think the biggest thing he needs to continue to do is have them speak on behalf of his, his mission, right? Yeah. If the media is going to continue to shoot them down, uh, that's only going to put them, you know, dig their hole deeper at the end of the day. So let me ask you this question. Uh, excuse me for interrupting. Were you disappointed that he didn't declare a national emergency? I wasn't disappointed. I have not wanted him to declare a national emergency and have it paid for through the military. I didn't want to have it paid for by a GoFundMe, by public funds. I want it paid for through the Congress because for a couple of reasons. First of all, if he declares it a national emergency, it's going to end up in the courts. We're never going to get the wall. It will show that he's prepared to do anything that he can, but I don't trust the courts. Second of all, I want our government, Nick, to work the way it's supposed to. They are the House of Representatives are supposed to represent us and the American people want a wall and they know the American people want a wall, which is why just a couple of years ago, they all voted to fund a wall and we're bragging about a border fence. Our government is supposed to work. They're supposed to to come up with the spending bills through the House. It's supposed to represent what the American people want and they need to get it done. Your thoughts? Yep, I completely agree. And I think it's, you know, the longer that he he holds his foot down. Um, the more the American people are going to wake up, right? It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's we're protecting our country, right? Absol- and yeah. it's not it's it's not even about, you know, right this second, too. It's about in 10, 15, 50 years from now, um, you know, when there's going to be even a stronger desire to get into our country. It's, you know, it's just going to be how it is. So Absolutely. I think he holds out and yeah. have, has these politicians do their job. Well, I agree with you, Nick. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I was thinking last night that as much as I love Ronald Reagan, I think that it was one of the biggest blunders that we've had in modern political times that he granted amnesty to so many here in this country under the false promise, the lies that were told to him by the Democrat Party. The Democrats have been lying to this country for decades while they have been pretending that they care about border security, voting to fund the wall, but then never, you know, never really making it happen. 
passing spending bills that never gets signed on by the Senate. It's been nothing but games. What's that game called, DJ Carrot Sticks, where the uh, game on the streets, where the shell game? It's like nothing but a shell game. It's a con game they've been running on us for decades. And be- uh, my beloved Ronnie Reagan, he fell for it. He believed them when he said, if, if, when they said to him, give us the amnesty and we promise you we'll secure the border. That was what? 30 years ago, 40 years ago, they've been doing nothing but lying to us. And Americans are getting slaughtered in the streets. They're being raped, molested, hit and and killed, hit and maimed, left brain dead from DUIs. We've got how many thousands, 300 Americans a week dying from drugs coming across. And the Democrats don't care. They flat out don't care. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more to talk about. We're going to continue. I've got a few more points to make on the border, but then we've got some other. We've got to go around the world because a very important speech was given around the world today by Mike Pompeo. We're going to talk about that. And later on, we also got to talk about how bad of a deal is this Green New Deal that the Dems are going to try to put on over us? Stay tuned for that. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Larry Elder here. Folks, in our country, people are living in two different worlds. About half believe the Russian collusion narrative that most media organizations are pushing, while the real scandal is Spygate, where Obama administration officials actively colluded with the campaign of Hillary Clinton and foreign governments to affect the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Half of all Americans don't know the truth. But you can help solve the division with the facts and details you read in the Epic Times newspaper, sharing them with friends and family. The Epic Times reports the true and untold story of collusion in the Spygate scandal. And now they've also charted it out on a limited edition poster-sized wall chart that exposes every illegal relationship. It helps you explain the truth. You can get a copy free when you subscribe to the Epic Times for just $1 for the first month by logging on to TrustedNewspaper.com. That's TrustedNewspaper.com. Reporting the important news avoided by the other media. TrustedNewspaper.com. That's TrustedNewspaper.com. This is Michael Medved at MichaelMedved.com for Town Hall. Christian Bale won a recent Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical for playing Dick Cheney in Vice. And on claiming his prize, he said, Thank you, Satan, for giving me inspiration for playing this role. 
Vice is an inept, incoherent dud that portrays its subject as a one-dimensional, diabolical monster, ignoring a real-life record of achievement as White House Chief of Staff, five-term congressman, defense secretary, and two-term vice president. The obsession with demonizing conservatives produced this misbegotten mess, smearing a patriotic public servant who retired a decade ago and going so far as to suggest that he didn't deserve the heart transplant he received in 2011. By classifying this pitch-dark film as a comedy, its producers cheerfully shrug off any sense of historical or artistic responsibility and, as Bale darkly suggests, serve Satan. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Would love to hear from you guys before the break. We were talking, of course, about the border battle and what's happening down there. And Nick from San Diego called in, and he's hoping President Trump holds firm. Hey, we know in San Diego about uh, the impact of illegal immigration into into a state. It's one of the reasons why this state has completely gone. A permanent voting block for Democrats. It doesn't matter how insane the left's policies are, how much more they want to drive the state into a cliff. You know what? When you've got people that, that can't speak the language and can't afford to, to support themselves and they're being offered free, 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 and make no mistake about it, we know who's voting here. But then we've also, through birthright citizenship, we've got, you know, illegals coming here for decades then, and then they have kids, and then they're now considered legal citizens, and so they grow up and they're voting. So, you know, even, even if you didn't have illegals voting, the illegals flooding in for decades— and then having families here has produced the situation that we've got here. Um, Lindsey Graham has been in the news today. Um, earlier today, it was reported that he, according to Politico, said that he had never been more depressed in his life. He didn't see a pathway forward. I mean, you know, he, one of the nicknames about Graham, uh, Lindsey Graham for a long time has been Gramnesty because he's been an amnesty guy. His idea that he floated, and I heard him say it on the news, was that he floated a deal on DACA. He went to President Trump and said, if we, you know, if I can get you $8 billion over two years and temporary on DACA, will you do it? And Trump said no. And and I got to ask, what, what, why is it always the Republicans that are supposed to concede? First of all, $5.7 billion is not enough for the wall. But why $8 billion over two years, Lindsey Graham? Because you know that how many are going to flood in in the two years? So you're, so you're basically trying to leave it open for more to come here? Come on, man. And in terms of DACA, let me tell you, the only compromise that I would be willing to accept for DACA is this. They'd be allowed to stay in this country, 
but they're never allowed to be U.S. citizens. They're never allowed to vote, which means before DACA, before this compromise I would even consider would mean we'd have to have voter ID laws everywhere. So getting back to DACA, though, they are never allowed to become citizens. They're never allowed to vote. They're, and I mean never. They're, and they're never allowed to receive any kind of government assistance of any kind, including in-state tuition, period. In other words, you're allowed to stay, but we're going to isolate you and you ain't getting a dang thing out of this country. That's it. So then, uh, so uh, Trump shuts down Graham. So then Graham comes back and says, well, he thinks it's time for Trump to use the the emergency powers. Uh, He hopes, quote, uh, the tactic works. He said that he considered this a last resort and we're there. Uh, See, this is why I said before the break, I'm not liking the idea of Trump declaring it a national emergency. Because in spite of the fact that countless presidents in the past have have used the the national emergency to fund walls all around the world, you know, uh, Obama and the Democrats funded $500 million for a wall in Jordan. We've been building walls all around the world everywhere. We've been funding all kinds of stuff around the world for national emergencies. So certainly, the flood of illegals, gang members, Murderers, rapists, drugs coming across into our country, certainly that's a national emergency. But the problem is we all know that even though his administration and Jeff Sessions had the right to say we are going to enforce the laws, what ended up happening? We ended up having lower courts say, no, you're not allowed to do that. So I'm just not confident in using that. I think what has to happen is the 800,000 workers that are now at the point the non-essential workers that are now at the point to where they're going to stop receiving paychecks. I saw one of them today on the on the thread uh, during the press conference saying, oh, my husband works for HUD and I work here and, and starting next week we're not going to get a paycheck. What do we do? And I responded to her, lady, you get on the phone with Nancy Pelosi and demand that she fund a wall. What do you mean what do we do? That's what you do. Or how about this? How about you you quit? Try to collect unemployment, and then how about you go and try to compete with illegals that are in this country taking that kind of lower-level job? How about you do that? Maybe all of these 800,000, because i got to tell you, you know, I've, uh, you long-time Andrea Kane show listeners know, that i got family that worked for the federal government at Interior, State, Labor, Defense, pretty much every agency. It is so full of, we probably ain't even going to miss 795,000 of these non-essential workers. And most of them, many of them, I'm not going to say most, but many of them, from the time that my family's worked or not, many of them, there's so, there's so many uh, positions that are worthless. There's so much waste going on in these government agencies. And I would like to maybe see some of them that are being paid more to do these government jobs than their private sector counterparts maybe have to get out in the private, se- in, in the private sector and compete. Because I think, I think that the sympathy that we've got that's being put on us. There's too much sympathy for these workers that, quite frankly, have been getting too much, too many benefits on taxpayers' dime to do too little are part of the problem. And I certainly have more sympathy for Americans who have been permanently separated from children that have been stabbed to death, set on fire, killed in head-on collisions from drunk drivers, been slaughtered on the streets like officers saying, I got a little bit more sympathy for them than some government worker commenting on Facebook today, what do I do? Call Nancy Pelosi, that's what you do. Anyway, 
Uh, before, got to move on quickly. Yeah, in a few minutes uh, before a break. Going around the world. Were you taking me to a break now, D? I'm, okay, I'm going to go to a break. And I'm, then when I come back, because I want to spend a little time uh, on uh, what happened with Mike Pompeo today. Because I've been saying for a long time on the show, we have, the number one issue we have is borders. But it's not just the southern border. We have to talk about the economic border, but we've also got to talk about the virtual border. The people coming into this country in refugee status as well as visas. We've got a problem with Islamic terror. And we either fight it overseas or it's coming in here. And, we, and, and Mike Pompeo gave a really important speech today that's not getting enough play because of President Trump's trip to the border. We're going to talk about that. Then we've got... A lawyer is going to be here who's going to make the argument that he thinks that he can make to convince a jury that Jesus is who he said he was. And man, when you see Christians under attack in this country right now, like Jack Phillips and other businesses and Judeo-Christian values and principles being attacked, everybody needs to hear this. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialist. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Money struggles are no fun. If you've got high interest credit card debt, 20, 25, 26% along with your mortgage payments, why not reduce the interest, get rid of the card payments and save yourself some money? I just showed one client how to save herself $1,000 a month. How about student loan debt? I can help you pay that off through your home loan without the cash out costs. What if you're retired with insufficient income but still making mortgage payments? I can fix that. With enough equity, I'll help you get rid of those mortgage payments once and for all. Call me, Ed Personius. I'll help you save money every month and I'll get you a great low rate while getting the bank to pay your loan costs. What? A great rate and the bank pays your loan costs? Call 949-293-6271. 949-293-6271. Get more money in your pocket every month. 949-293-6271. NMLS number 1610807. DRE number 02026055. Hi, it's Larry Elder. And if you're thinking about selling your home, listen up. Now's the time to act. 
San Diego's real estate authority, John Reeves, with Reef Point Real Estate, has been telling you for a while that the San Diego real estate market is slowing. We've been recommending and telling you about John Reeves for a long time now, and it's critical you work with an agent you can trust and who has a track record of guaranteeing your success every time in writing. John nets his seller 5% more money and sells three times faster than the average agent. John Reeves sells a home every 27 hours. How does he do it? Well, John already has the buyers. Over 5,000 ready buyers in his database looking to buy right now. Your home could already be sold. Don't just call any realtor when you can have San Diego's number one realtor. Call John Reeves now at 858-800-HOME and start packing. That's 858-800-HOME or jrhasthebuyers.com that's jrhasthebuyers.com imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world think it would be worth it Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's show. I'm actually sucking on a cough drop right now. I've got a little bit of a head cold, but that's okay because I'm just having a great time here with you guys. Uh, tonight, I, I'm uh, in my Pop the Pop Culture segment. You know, I started doing a lot more pop culture segments because I realized that the play was of the left was not just about policy moves. It was about a, a, a destruction of our, of our culture, the cultural Marxist movement. And one of the ways in which they've really made a lot of headway is that we can talk about and describe it in terms of, you know, the, the moral decay of our country, but they have done everything they can from a variety of different fronts to destroy the fabric of our nation, which is founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values. And so when I saw that a, an attorney had written a book called Consider the Evidence, a trial lawyer examines eyewitness testimony in defense of the reliability of the New Testament. It caught my eye because, you know, I love anything legal. And, you know, certainly I'm a Christian. And by the, the left's play to, it's not about replacement of God with, uh, replace, uh, separation of church and state. It's about replacement of God with the state. I thought this is such a unique way to try to, a unique way to explain our faith and why it matters and that it is very much real. And the author of this is Daniel Buttafuoco. Hopefully no relation to that Joey Buttafuoco. No relation. Hey, Daniel, welcome <laughs> to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, how many times a day do you have to say I ain't related to that Joey Buttafuoco? Well, you know, he's made me famous, and so people will never forget me, and I don't even need business cards anymore. So I, I have to take lemons and make lemonade. What can I tell you? Uh, well, there but you I go. I am not related. All right, good for you. Um 
All right. So um, you say that uh, the Bible is a document we can use to examine whether the claims made in regard to our souls are true. If these claims are provably false, we need to not worry about the subject at all. If they are true, we need to pay careful attention. And that got my attention, because if you can help uh, through the court of law by by your evidence, present your evidence here, then maybe we can we can have a have another way to give our testimony to people and present our case. Well, listen, we should never believe anything unless it's true. C.S. Lewis made a famous quote where he said, Christianity, if not true, is of zero importance. If it is true, it is of infinite importance. The only thing it can't be is moderately important. And that's a fair statement. I mean, you know, the Bible makes some outrageous claims. It claims to be the Word of God over 2,000 times, which means it really is or it isn't. There's no middle ground there. It's either the Word of God or it's the biggest fraud ever perpetuated on mankind. So I. You know, I set out to undertake a study as to why we believe these things. You know, I, I was raised in the Christian faith, but someone challenged my faith about 20 years ago, a fellow trial lawyer. I am a trial lawyer. I tried malpractice cases and injury cases all over the country. And, uh, you know, I decided to do some research. And, you know, it was all started with a cocktail party, believe it or not, where he challenged me on my beliefs. And uh, I felt like I... I did a halfway decent job of defending, you know, why I believe the the Christian faith. But when I left the party, I realized I didn't really do as good of a job as I could have. I knew I was a good lawyer. I knew I could be persuasive, and I knew I knew how to use evidence. But I felt like I didn't really have as much evidence and as many good arguments for the Christian faith as I could have. So that's really what the impetus was for this book. All right. So um, I'm missing court TV. I, I, I love watching trials. Um, I watched every bit of uh, David Westerfield and um, that crazy Jody Arias and all that. So, uh, and I was bummed when Court TV went away. So, let, but let's pretend that with, that you're on Court TV. Make your case. Make your case to us about Jesus. Well, first of all, every good trial involves eyewitness testimony. You know, uh, you really can't, especially where events are being recounted, and, and the Bible is all about historicity, especially the New Testament. And so you need eyewitness testimony. And the New Testament is a book, well, it's a bunch of books, it's 27 books about eyewitness testimony. You know, people say, well, we can't uh, believe it because it's only one witness. Well, that's not true. First of all, the Bible is written by 40 different authors, so that's 40 different witnesses over a period of 1,500 years. And they come from every single walk of life. They are poets and priests and shepherds and kings and, uh, you know, scholars and fishermen. And yet they all come together in a seamless whole, very consistent, a nice, you know, neatly woven tapestry, which we get a picture of what God is like. And all of these things are based on eyewitness testimony. You know, it's very hard to sort of imagine today where we have all these distractions, you know, with the cell phones and, you know, computers and even TV and radio going back. These were the ancients. They had close encounters of the third kind with God. Mm -hmm. And especially in the case of the apostles, they lived with Jesus for three years. And they come flat out and say, you know, we're not followers of cleverly invented fables, Peter writes. He says, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. John writes in John 1, 1 John 1, 1, that which we have heard, that which we have handled, that which we have seen with our eyes, this we declare to you concerning the word of truth. So, you know, these people were there. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, viewpoints about God, you know, today, and we have to examine who is in a position to know these things. You know, uh, Muhammad writes a lot about Jesus in the Quran. In fact, he writes more about Christ than he does about himself. Yet Muhammad was born 600 years later, 
Now, Muhammad says in the Quran that Jesus was never crucified. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how he would know that, I have no idea. I guess he has mystical knowledge of the of the facts. But John was actually at the crucifixion. So just a very simple analysis is just looking at who's in a position to know these things and who is not. Well, let me you know, let me interject there. Law. So so these eyewitness accounts, what do you say to the people who say, well, we don't know that 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 those eyewitness accounts were true and we don't even know that these people existed? Well, that, first of all, that's nonsense. I mean, clearly they existed. There's corroboration from third-party sources. But, uh, you know, as far as whether they're true or not, these people were cross-examined to, to the point of death. And, uh, you know, I, I always joke around and say, you know, we cross-examine people for a living. We ask a few pointed questions, and they, they crumple like a cheap suit. Their whole story unravels. These people were cross-examined. They were boiled in oil. They were whipped. They were beaten. They were sawed in two. They were, you know, crucified upside down. I mean, you know, the worst imaginable tortures were inflicted upon them, and none of them recanted their testimony. Now, like many people would, would die for what they believe to be true. Right. Uh, well, maybe not many people, but not not anybody would die for what they know is a lie. And they were in a position to know the truth. I mean, they were there. Yeah, they went through a you lot know, so. more worse torture than anybody went through at Gitmo or a little, little waterboarding. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, the, the Romans were very serious about inflicting pain. So, yeah, you're right. Well, I I love the book. I can't wait to read it myself, and, and I'm I'm excited by a different take on this, um, because you know I, I think it's important that as Christians that we continue. You know, there's we're we're so under attack right now in this country as Christians oh, in every so way possible, and we're we're being told that um, I don't know if you heard that the um, the Christian minister who was um, I can't remember all the different he fled Iran. Uh, because of the way he was treated over there after he converted from Islam to Christianity. He was arrested at the Mall of America last week, chained, handcuffed to a chair for four hours because he he was asked by some Muslim women about why he believed what he did, and then they called the police on him and said that they were offended by it. That's what's happening to Christians in this country right now. Well, the, the problem with Christians in this country, especially in this country, is that they don't know why they believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. You know, I go into churches and I speak in, uh, in various congregations, and one of the first questions I'll ask, I'll, I'll say, how many people believe the Bible is the Word of God? And of course, people will raise their hands, and then I say, how, ma- how many people know why we believe that? And I just get crickets. Yeah. And then I'll say something like, you know, it's really getting bad out there when God is using trial lawyers, injury trial lawyers, to start preaching truth preach the gospel in churches. You know, it's really desperate if God's using lawyers for this. So we, we need to know why we believe what we believe. We need to have a good, what we call an apologetic. You know, the Bible says in Jude that we ought to contend for the faith once and for all entrusted to the faith, to the saints. People don't contend for the faith because they don't know the faith. They don't believe the faith because they don't understand the faith. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why we believe these things. And this is all about the why. One, one point I really want to make here is that this book, is, is sort of like Apologetics 101. Many of these arguments, there's a few new insights in the book, but many of these arguments I'm going to concede have been around for, for decades, if not millennia in some cases. And, and the problem with it is that the scholars have been debating each other in the stratosphere, and I wanted to get it down to the rank and file. One of my right. skill sets as a trial lawyer is to take difficult concepts and to break it down for people of an average juror's intellect to understand these things. Because if your jurors can't understand your case, they're not going to be able to decide in your favor. So what I've done is I've taken these things that have been around for many, many, many years, and I've explained it in a very easy-to-read way so that the plumber 
or the, or the salesperson or the person in the cubicle, cubicle A, can talk to someone in cubicle B mm-hmm. about why they're a Christian. So it's a very readable book. You could knock it out in a couple of nights. And that, that was the idea, is to get it and put it into the hands of the people so that we could start changing the culture because it's, right. it's getting out of control. we got to fight for our culture. We've got to fight uh, for what this country was founded on because if we don't, it will be lost forever. And there were too many Christians that didn't understand and don't, and still to this day don't really understand the battle, that what everything that we're going through right now is a battle of good and evil. And the left is determined. Well, that's right. It is. That's right. I mean, you know, Christianity has been reduced sort of today to a uh, like a feel sort of a, a feeling type of religion you know it's a feel-good thing you know you go into church you like the music mm-hmm. you're sort of won over by the people and the feeling that you get but nobody is really getting into the deep truths and, and getting into the, the the real understanding of what it is we believe in why and that's really what i try to do in the book consider the evidence well thank you for being here the book is consider the evidence a trial lawyer examines eyewitness testimony in defense of the reliability of the new testament Daniel Buttafuoco, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Andrew. God bless you. God bless you too. All right, now I think we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we, when we come back, I will talk about Mike Pompeo and his amazing speech that he that he gave today. And then I also got to spend a few minutes talking about this. Actually, going to tie into what I was just talking to Daniel Buttafuoco about. Uh, about the left and their Green New Deal. You might really, probably saying to yourself, well, what is the Green Deal that's supposed to be about energy? What does that have to do with what you were just talking about with Daniel Buttafuoco? Well, that's because everything, and that's because the Green New Deal is not about energy. It's not about climate change. It's about the ultimate takeover of power of this country. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. We know how much you value your child's education. We also know how hard it can be to balance the importance of that education with the cost. That's why our half-price tuitions are back. The Answer San Diego is once again partnering with top-quality private schools to offer half-price tuition for the fall semester. Now you can give your child an excellent academic and arts education in a supportive private school environment for half the regular price. Simply log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools. There are tuitions for preschool to high school, all at half off. When you find the school you like, give us a call at 844-800-5757. When you call, you can put the half-price tuition on your credit card. It's that easy. Then your child will be set for the fall semester in a great private school 
for half the regular tuition. Call 844-800-5757 for all the details or log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. After record highs in the stock market, we're feeling the rumblings of a market correction. Dennis Prager here. Don't be caught unaware. Protect your hard-earned money so you can have the retirement you've always dreamed of having. Call W.L. Roth & Associates. They're focused on helping you keep the money you've worked so hard to save and grow. They'll take away the risk of investing while giving you all the upside of the returns. You can't control the market, but W.L. Roth & Associates help you control your investments. Schedule your complimentary consultation with W.L. Roth & Associates. Find out how to guarantee you won't lose any money with market corrections. Call 858-673-7574. That's 858-673-7574. Or go to WLRothAssociates.com. W.L. Roth & Associates, your partner for success, 858-673-7574. Specializing in IRA, 401k conversion, revocable trust planning, and how to build a tax-free nest egg for retirement without risk. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, My glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION22 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION22 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION22 to 350350. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Just sitting here during the break, almost missed my cue to come back reading uh, the comments on Facebook Live. You guys are just like the smartest, greatest people. One gal said, I'm not going to give her name because this is just kind of, I don't want to, well, she says God is good. Um, He saved her from, for some reason, Facebook's not responding to me here they're not liking these good comments here god is good all the time he saved me from my muslim radical father who had a gun to my head for converting uh to christianity jesus stopped the bullet which is just wow wow god bless you thank you for thank you for sharing that with us that's an amazing uh, a story um which ties right into uh mike pompeo he traveled around around the world i got to see mike pompeo speak when i went to the act for america conference in august i believe september of 2016 and i was so glad uh when he joined the uh, trump administration especially now to have him as secretary of state because his views on on how to fight the scourge of radical islam and islamic terror was absolutely spot on and he is fearless he went to he gave a speech today in cairo uh almost to the day almost 10 years to the day after another american spoke there and uh, here, here is a little bit of excerpt from Mike Pompeo today. He says, remember, it was here, here in this very city, another American stood before you. He told you that radical Islamist terrorism does not stem from ideology. He told you 9-11 led my country to abandon its ideals, particularly in the Middle East. 
He told you that the United States and the Muslim world needed a new beginning. The results of these misjudgments have been dire. In falsely seeing ourselves as a force for what ails the Middle East, we were timid about asserting ourselves when the Times and our partner demanded it. He went on to say about how the United States had been a force for good in the Middle East and that when America retreats, chaos follows. Absolutely dead on. Of course, everybody knows that he was talking about Obama, who gave a speech in Cairo in 2009 with the Muslim Brotherhood sitting on the front row. A Muslim Brotherhood who ended up, thanks to uh, how, how much money, almost as much money as we need for the wall, uh, President Obama gave the Muslim Brotherhood. What ended up happening after the Arab Spring over there? Christians, including children, being nailed to crosses and crucified. Christians being lined up on beaches and having their heads cut off, decapitated. Christians burned in cages. Americans fending for themselves on rooftops in Benghazi with no help from the Obama administration. America has always been the force for good in this country, around the world. Major General Bob Scales told me so eloquently on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, he said, you look at, since America began, you look at all the world's strifes and the solution began with a member of the U.S. military walking the streets in uniform. But I take particular umbrance to what Obama saying that, that 9-11 led our country to abandon its ideals. Criticizing Americans for our response to 9-11? Didn't that say it all about Obama? Obama, who said after Americans died in Benghazi, in which he blamed, falsely blamed, a video that was critical of, of Muhammad, knowing that it was a planned terrorist attack, knowing it had nothing to do with the video, lying to the, to the family members, went to the United Nations 13 days later and said the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. We have a border crisis in this country, but it's not just the southern border. You look at the refugees that were brought into this country by Obama, by George W. Bush after 9-11. How do we abandon our ideals? We've done nothing but kowtow. Every time there's a terrorist attack by somebody shouting, Allahu Akbar, we've got care going to the microphones trying to shame Americans for being Islamophobic. After Americans were shot down in San Bernardino by a woman who was brought here on a fiancé visa, we had Loretta Lynch saying when that new mantra was, see something, say something, say, you better not blame no Muslim. Warning people to not blame Muslims. We didn't abandon our ideals. Our, 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 our ideals? How are our ideals? What does that even mean? We, no, I, I, he may be right if you think about the fact that we abandon our ideals in terms of we've allowed our ideals to be stripped away from us. Our ideas of free speech. We, our ideals are gone when we've got a Christian pastor handcuffed to a chair for four hours because he exercised his, his First Amendment rights. Did you guys know, DJ Carrot Sticks, did you know that a statue was erected in Lower Manhattan that pays tribute to Saudi Arabia at, at the site of Ground Zero. That's crazy. At the site of Ground Zero, a tribute, a sculpture that pays tribute to Saudi Arabia. It was 19 terrorists from Saudi Arabia who committed the greatest act of terror on American soil at the World Trade Center, but also at the Pentagon, also at a field in Shanksville. 
and the, the New York City Port, Port Authority approved some sculpt, sculpt, sculpture that has the Islamic sword on it, the flag of Saudi Arabia, and the Muslim conversion prayer at the site of Ground Zero. Yeah, maybe Obama's right. Our, our ideals were stripped away when we're allowing that to go on. When we're paying tribute at the site of the terrorist attack that killed thousands of Americans, we're paying tribute to the nation whose people were behind it and the ideology behind it. And yes, it was an ideology. Absolutely it was. Shocking to me. This is what it says, the Muslim conversion prayer. There is no God but Allah and Muhammad is the prophet at the site of ground, ground Zero. That's practically what they were chanting when they flew the planes into the buildings. I've only got a few minutes left, so i got to get to this Green New Deal. Uh, Casio-Cortez and others have been going around touting this Green New Deal, but not really getting into the specifics, right? Because just like they don't want to get into the specifics of how anything would be paid for. While they're still refusing to protect Americans and spend $5 billion on a wall, they're proposing a $1 trillion Green New Deal. And it's important to, to uh, and I don't even have time to get into too much of the specifics because we don't even have a lot of it yet, but it's very interesting. One of the things the left does really well is play word games. They call themselves liberals. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. There's no liberty in liberalism. You either say what they want to say or, or they'll chain you to a chair at a mall, okay? Um, you know, there is no liberty under their system of government that they want. And it's especially true when you look at if they, it, their goal was if they could take over the healthcare industry, which is one-sixth of our economy, and if they could take over energy, then they've got complete control over our lives. This Green New Deal has very little to do anything at all with energy. It's got nothing to do with climate change. What is it involved? It involves having a 15-member, only 15 Americans, will be in control of energy, transportation, housing and construction, as well as health care, living wages, a job guarantee, and the, quote, urgent imperative battle of racial and gender injustice. Which basically means a 15-member committee, DJ Carrot Sticks, is going to have complete control over our lives. A green energy deal has got what to do with transgender? Nonsense. This is a complete takeover of our country and our lives. They want to control, they want to tell us what size of home we can live in, what to set our thermostats, what we're allowed to drive, how many kids we're allowed to have. They're going to be subjugating. If, if this is about the battle of racial and gender injustice, which means they're going to continue to marginalize white men, white people, there's going to be reparations. We've got to pay back. Complete control of America if this is allowed to continue. If this is allowed to go forth. We got to start asking questions better, better. And, and I haven't heard any Republican. Have you, DJ Carrot Sticks? You heard any Republican, you know, going before the media talking about this? This is insane. No. This is the same kind of crap that has people hunting down dogs in Venezuela for food, that has teenage girls turning into prostitutes in Venezuela for food. This is exactly what happened. In 10 years, Venezuela went from their. Um, democratic socialism into complete despair. Didn't take a long time, and it won't here if we allow this to continue. Perfect example is uh, it, Starbucks is now, you can't have a straw 
plastic bags or even styrofoam now in California, but you can have hy- blood-covered hypodermic needles. And Starbucks now says they've got to they've got to come up with a solution for it for their bathrooms containers. Liberalism is just complete insanity. Um, got to end on a positive note. Positive notice tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right back here at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. Thank you to my guest. And I love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Be right back here tomorrow.